Welcome back to the Lolly Carter Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I am your host, Chris Carter, and I'm going to be running a solo show today. Dale's not feeling the best. We wish him the best. He, he's fine, but he just couldn't record for today's show. But he will be back later this week when we do our NFL Draft show. But y'all know y'all don't need Dale to have a good time. You know Chris Carter's going to hold it down. And Chris Carter's got some good things to talk about because literally... Before I before I was actually recording this, actually, to be honest, I started recording this, then something happened, and then I, st- I came back to it, but it happened. We got some really good news for Steelers fans. Well, some people might consider it good. There's some people who don't consider it good, but um, we knew earlier in the day, Dale reported this on the website, that on Tuesday, Art Rooney met with Ben Roethlisberger, and the, and the meeting, quote, went well, according to sources. And that's a good sign. Went well. I mean, it doesn't mean definitively that he was coming back. But then, Aditi Kinkabwala from NFL Network tweets out a very important tweet that said that, uh, quote, Ben Roethlisberger will indeed be back as the Steelers starting quarterback this fall, just connected with the two-time Super Bowl winner's agent, Ryan Toner, who said this, and this is the quote from uh, Ryan Toner, Ben's agent. It says, they, they want, of course, the Steelers, want Ben back and will contact me soon to address his cap situation. As we've shared since the season ended, we are happy, happy to creatively adjust his contract to help them build the best team possible. A year ago, Ben wasn't sure if he could throw again, but he battled back to get 12 wins and in, in the 8th division title of his career. They lost Steve down the stretch, and that doesn't sit well for him, so the fire burns strong, and there's plenty of gas in the tank. I mean, I'm not going to say I told y'all so, but I told y'all so. I've been saying from the jump, I don't see any reason for Ben not to come back. People that are saying this team doesn't have any talent on it. I'm sorry, you're blind. He's got three wide receivers at the top of the depth chart who he could be happy to have as weapons. They do need to add to the offensive line. They do need to add a primary running back. But he's got a defense that kicks butt. And it's going to have most of its important components back next season. If I'm Ben Roethlisberger, why would I say no to that? Especially when I know that if I say no, I'm giving up basically $20 million. But if I say yes, maybe, maybe, I don't only get the that 20 mil, but then on top of that, and technically it's 19 mil, but you know it's close enough, so I'm rounding up. But now I'm adding, say, hey, let's do an extension. Because the only way, the only way that Ben helps them save money right now is if they add another year onto his contract or two and say, hey, Ben, why don't you why don't you move some of these some of these cap numbers down the line? And for those who are saying, "Oh, you're just kicking the can down the road." They had they literally have like 150 million dollars in cap space left next year. They are fine in that department in in two seasons for 2022, they are in, they are in a golden situation. And I've been saying all along Ben Roethlisberger's arm isn't dead. It's not the same that it was. He can't throw a ball 50 yards on a rope anymore. But he could still hit the deep ball. Heck, we saw it in the Browns game when he actually tried to hit the deep ball. My thing about Ben Roethlisberger has been and will continue to be his biggest enemy is his own decision making. 
And some people want to say it's the play calling. It wasn't the play calling that he was passing up on wide open Chase Claypool on touchdowns and checking it down into triple coverage, leading to turnovers. And whenever he snapped out of that, he was he, he the Steelers were rocking. We literally saw that saw that happen in the Colts game at the end of the season. First first three quarters. He was just keeping it short. The Colts was all over it. Like, the Bills was all over it. Like, Washington was all over it. Like, the Bengals were all over it. Like, the Ravens were all over it. And, like, eventually the Browns would be all over it early in that game. And to me, all this says is that for ben, what Ben Roethlisberger needs is to just not have to be the key decision maker all the time anymore. And I think that he's wanted to be. And that's fine if you want to be. He wanted to prove to everyone that he's on this level of being an elite all-time quarterback. And and make no mistake, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. But when you compare him to the Mannings, the Breeze, the Bradys, the Rodgers, the Mahomes now, those those guys, their, their expertise is reading the field beforehand and adjusting to what they see and being more studious of the game. That's just, that will always be part of Ben's legacy that he's not the, on, on their level in that department. But where he has them, I'd say his toughness, his grit, is bouncing back and being resilient in the toughest moments. That right there, that right there, that's what you that's what you want to see out of your quarterback. And yes, you'd love to see the studious part of him come out. And it's clear that he still has that. The Steelers didn't bow out of the Browns game. They went down 28-0. They came fighting back. They got it down to 11. But... When you have when you have five turnovers, that's going to be hard to beat, especially when the other team's offense just runs the ball really well. But to me, this Ben Ben come back. This isn't a surprise, and I don't think it's a death knell to any of the things the Steelers are doing. Again, you get rid of him, you save what nineteen million dollars against the cap. I mean, what quarterback are you trading for right now? You're not trading for Deshaun Watson. Any quarterback that you trade for right now, you're giving up draft capital or players on your team. And you need those players to build around whatever new quarterback comes in here. This is the perfect situation for the Steelers right now. I mean, perfect with what they have. Sure, I mean, perfect would be they drafted Pat Mahomes a few years ago and Ben Roethlisberger's not even here anymore and that they're just winning Super Bowls because Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback and they have a great defense. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is after that Browns game, there were several boxes that I thought needed to be checked off. One, Pouncey had to retire. Two, they needed to start clearing out cap space. According to SpotRack.com, they've done that. Spotrack, I think, has them at like $7 million over the cap, and they haven't even touched Ben Roethlisberger's contract yet. They could still look at Stephon Tuitz. They could still look at extending players like Steven Nelson, David DeCastro, Joe Hayden. They could probably look at Chris Boswell and Derek Watt for a little extra money. They could also probably get ahead of TJ Watt's extension and sign him to a long-term deal that gives them a little bit more cap space in this year as well. They've got that. The question was whether Ben wanted to. And I've just, just from me studying Ben and knowing him and, and, and listening to him throughout the years, Ben wasn't going to let his last ride be a playoff loss at home the way it was with him not playing well to the Cleveland Browns, the team, a team that he owned more than any other team in the, in the NFL. To me, this made the most sense. And for the Steelers, again, now you know you have a quarterback coming back. 
You know that you could set the salary cap straight. And now you also know that on top of having that quarterback back, that you have time to go find your next guy. Mason Ruff isn't it. I mean, the, they'll give him a shot to prove himself, but we know that Mason Ruff ain't, ain't, ain't the, the guy right now. He, if he comes in next year and he turns into a super starter, fine, that's great. But the bottom line for Mason Rudolph is that they, they can't bank on him being the future. But here's the thing with Ben coming back, I don't think this year's the, the time, but you heard Dale and I talk about it on this show a few weeks ago. Next year, when they're probably getting two third-round comp picks and maybe a little bit more for losing Bud Dupree, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and maybe a few other guys in free agency, that's going to be where they make the move at quarterback when you have some ammunition to trade up. And you're hoping that in this year, you find the running back that you need, the offensive line that you need, and you don't lose too many pieces that are crucial to your team assembly. And then you're like, okay, we're good mostly across the board here. Let's take a stab at this quarterback class and see if we can find our guy. That's the time you do it. But not in a year where all the quarterbacks you're looking at are probably going to go in the in the in the top 10 top 10 picks and you need to get a lot of different pieces to address the multiple needs on your team. But that's why Ben works here. You know that he works with your offense and you have to make sure that he's amenable to changes to focusing on the run a little bit more. I think he is. I think he will be. We'll see as we move forward. Now, of course, we got to talk about who the Steelers bring in to help with their current situation. We'll get into a free agency wish list right after this. It's Chris Carter here on the Carter, or the Lolly Carter Steelers show on DK Sports Radio. By the way, if you're not subscribed to us, I don't know what you're doing wrong with your life. Get on DK Sports Radio. We cover the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins. I cover Pitt. We got Penn State. We even we we, you know, we, we even got all these different debate things that we're talking about. The Penguins are 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 playing uh, you know on, on a Tuesday night this week. All the great coverage there. Multiple Penguins podcasts on this show. There's so much to talk about. And, and of course, like I said, Dale and I are going to get into the NFL draft as always on the weekend. Now, we talked about Ben Roethlisberger, and it's clear now that Steelers are keeping him. We have that news. That's great. But we also need to look at who the Steelers could bring in. Because, not just in the draft. Again, the draft is the draft. But free agency is a place where the Steelers could look at. Now, again, a lot of this still depends on what other moves they're willing to make to open up cap space. One, how much does Ben doing a restructure slash extension help them with this year's cap? Can they make it be $8 million? Can it make me ten million? Can they do it as much as they can? I think the mo- I think the max is twelve. They do that. They're putting the one. They'll be under the cap. They will be square again. According to uh, again, going by the spot rack model, there's some models that are predicting on the low end and saying it's going to be just at one eighty flat. There's some models that say expecting around one eighty five, um, which I, I hear more and more is becoming increasingly likely as uh, likely as we see the, this floor increase um, over time. But the Steelers need guys at different positions, right? So we're assuming that after they restructure more guys, get Ben done, I, I think this team can legitimately get to $20 million under the cap. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some extensions. 
but I think they can get it done. But the question is, what do you do with that money when you get it done? I say, the first thing you do is you get you keep the guys that you find the most essential. And you've heard me talk about it. Those guys, I think the first two guys that you get because they, they would be inexpensive compared to you know the top free agents. You get Zach Banner back, who he's already said he wants to be back. You get him for a few million. And then you get Cameron Sutton also for a few million. Those are like two, two key keepers off of the Steelers free agency list. And I know everyone's going to say, well, what about Bud? What about Juju? Listen, Bud and Juju are, are going to price themselves out. When looking at this year's receivers that are that are looking like they'll go to free agency, yes, there are several guys who are above Juju. You know, Chris Godwin, a Super Bowl champion, and funny enough, uh, the guy that came out in the same year as Juju, and a guy that I was thinking, like, you know, if they had drafted him or Juju, they would have been fine. Um, but he's he's at the top of the list. You got Allen Robinson. Huh, that's two Penn State guys. I just realized that. Um, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller V, um, Corey Davis, Antonio Brown still out there, T.Y. Hilton still out there. But Juju, what makes him so enticing to a lot of people is the fact that he's still just 24 years old. He'll be 25 you know, middle of next season. He's had a 1,400-yard season. He's tough. I think someone's going to pay him for that. The Steelers can't afford to be that. Plus, they've invested the receivers to not have to. So get top-flight wide receivers out of your mind. All those top guys are out. But if I'm looking at a wish list, if you want to get a receiver that can help on the bottom end of your receivers list, be a bring a veteran presence into the locker room. A guy that would really fit that would be Kenny Stills. Not a supreme player, but a guy who could come in, be an occasional deep threat type of player, play within himself, and set the tone for the locker room. And you're not afraid that if if Claypool or Johnson or Washington go down, he becomes your third option on the field. I think he'd be a worthy pick there to bring in and say, hey, and again, you're looking at maybe two, two and a half, three million dollars. That's a cheap signing that you fill out your receiver room with. They might just bring back Ray Ray McDonald and call that a day. But I think a guy like a Kenny Stills, a veteran wideout, who, you know, much like how they use Darius Hayward Bay, though Stills to me is better than Hayward Bay as far as a receiver, but, you know, and Harry Hayward Bay brought a lot of special teams talent. But, again, it's a guy who can be in the locker room and kind of be like, hey, you're, you're the older guy in the room. Set the tone if things are getting a little much. As far as running backs, I saw I keep seeing this Aaron Jones nonsense. Get it out of your head. Just stop it. He's going to make maybe $12, 13000000 million a year. Again, if we're going by, if we're if we're going on the happy side and saying the Steelers clear out about twenty million dollars in cap space, that means that if if they pulled that off somehow, you'd be giving more than half to the running back that you signed. They can draft a running back in the in the top two rounds this year and be happy and be happy with that and work with a dynamic guy who they'll develop over the next four or five years for cheap. You don't need to do that. I say the same thing about Kenyon Drake. Anyone else out there? The only one that I might even consider. It's Mike Davis, if he comes at a, at a super cheap price, maybe a Marlon Mack. I actually like Marlon Mack as a as, as a one cut guy behind your behind your offense. You know he's not a uh, 
you know, he's not a dominant back, but he's another veteran presence that can shake up the running back room. Maybe you get rid of Jalen Samuels. Maybe you test your Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane, see who wins out there, and then you draft a running back to be your number one. But those aren't the key areas right here. Your highest, your high, the highest guy that I would even consider, and you, you know, Dale and I have talked about about him on this show. Dale thinks it's it's ridiculous to get him. My, my, this is what I'm saying. If you want to shoot for a top end pick, the top end pick guy that you look here is Corey Lindsley, center for the Green Bay Packers. He's the best center in this free agency class. Pro Football Focus uh, estimates that his contract is going to be at about 11 million dollars a year. Now again, that's a huge chunk of change of what you're of this of the the cap space you're going to create. But if you don't feel that you can get the center who can start right now, you can go get a Corey Lindsley. Now again, I think that there's a center that you can get and start right now. Not in the first round, second or third round. There's there's guys there. Creed Humphrey would be one. Quinn Miners would be another. Josh Myers from Ohio State would be another. Um, there's 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 guys along on on that list. But if you don't feel like you can get one of them. You could sign a Corey Lindsley, and to be honest, a court signing Corey Lindsley would do one of two things. One, it would it would mean that you got your starting center, and you don't need to draft a high center this year. And then two, that opens up the possibility of looking at, hey, what are the other positions we need to address in the first round? If you got an offensive tackle or a running back, you can then get the other position that you didn't get. And then in the third round, you're saying, okay, now do we get an off-ball linebacker to team up with Devin Bush? Because I think that's a bigger need this year than most people are giving it credit for. The other guys at center, I'm not too big on. I just I don't see it with them. They're not they're not the guys that that, that I'd I'd be looking at here. Offensive tackle, the guys are way too expensive. That's not where that's not where the money gonna be at. Um. Again, cornerback, their best move that they can do is is sign Cameron Sutton. He'd be extremely cheap. You know, three million dollars a year ish around that area. That's perfect for what you need. I think that you could you could get him and maybe another guy if you wanted to. You could try to keep Mike Hilton. I'm not so sure how much he would go for. Again, slot cornerbacks are just a weird commodity to to bank on. But you know, I think I think that someone's going to end up paying him a little bit, and that might price him out of what the Steelers are looking for. But again, you sign Cameron Sutton, you have your third cornerback on the board. And then you can draft a, a mid-round cornerback and see if they can duke it out with Justin Lane or uh, James Pierre for that fourth spot in the cornerback depth chart. Now, I, I keep I, I keep looking around, and one of the positions that I'm looking at in the draft is also that off-ball linebacker position. Now, for those who, when I keep saying off-ball linebacker, those are like, what's that, Chris? Off-ball linebackers are Devin Bush, in, inside linebackers in the 3-4 terms. Because today, a lot of a lot of outside linebackers are just edge rushers, which is really just who Bud Dupree and TJ Watt are nowadays. They're just edge rushers that occasionally back off. Off-ball linebackers are guys that are going to help. And you saw what happens when you have two really good off-ball linebackers in the Super Bowl when Devin White and Levante David were going crazy i'm not saying they sign a big one but if they got a guy who could help out a kevin pierre lewis from washington a raekwon mcmillan you know i think that there's guys on their list that they could definitely look at and say hey i could bring this guy here for four or five million dollars maybe less and be happy with that 
but I don't think the answer is ignoring the position entirely. I mean, we saw it this year. Now, they might sign, re-sign Robert Splain for super cheap. That could easily happen. You got him, Vince Williams, Devin Bush, and Ulysses Gilbert, who's always hurt. But I think that, you know, Avery Williams, when they, when they brought him here, they still need a, a veteran presence to help in, in, in that part. And I think that they need to draft a guy, which means, yes, I am saying that they're probably going to need to let go of a Spillane or a Ulysses Gilbert or someone else that's on the depth chart playing inside linebacker. But they need they need about four or five of them dudes. Some of those guys can be the sub-package guys like Vince Williams who are just there to, to blitz and stuff the run. Some of those guys are pure backups like Robert Spillane. But some, but but they need at least two of those guys, and honestly, maybe even three of these guys, who can move around, have the mobility, not just play zone, but occasionally play man, and give them more flexibility to cover in the middle of the field, and and to stuff the run in the middle of the field. And you get some guys at the bottom at the bottom of this free agency class. You could still get some guys that help out. A BJ Goodson from the Browns. Could be, could be an option. I'm interested to see what K.J. Wright is. Technically, he's supposed to be a free agent, but some people really see him co- going back to the Seahawks this year. He'd be a guy that I'd be I'd be happy to look at. You know, I, again, I'm not saying the the Jayon Browns of the world and Levante Davis. Like those guys, those guys are going for tens of millions of dollars. They're 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 fine. But you could take a flyer on one of these one of these middle round or these, these guys that are vets for cheap. And if they don't work out, they don't work out. Uh, you, you 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 missed on two million dollars, three million dollars. But if you hit on one of them, at least temporarily, it would give you the time to work in whoever this young linebacker they're drafting is. And I think they are going to draft a young linebacker this year. May come in the early rounds, may come in the middle rounds, but I think it's happening. And it would help to have another interior presence who can help against the run and not be at risk against the pass. So those are your free agent lists, wish list there. Again, if you're going center, I think you got to go big. Um, if you're going receiver, you go small. Really, if you're going center, you go big. Every other position, you go small. That's my rule in this in, in, in this offseason. And then deal with what you got to deal with in the draft. And again, prioritize signing your own guys, which I'm pretty sure the Steelers will do. And we'll see who they prioritize in the coming weeks. That's our show today. Thanks so much for listening to the Lolly Carter Show here on DK Sports Radio. We appreciate you. We'll be back in the ears soon talking about the NFL Draft. Chris Carter, signing off.